Welcome to Sisterhood Speaks, hosted by Pastor Tracy Breland and moderated by me, Rose Hammerly. Sisterhood Speaks is all about giving women a voice to tell their story. So thanks for tuning in as Sisterhood Speaks. Hello, welcome to Sisterhood Speaks. I'm so excited to get to speak to all my girls today. I I love this podcast because I always have grown from hearing from other girls, and I know that you will too. And I'm really excited today to have one of my friends join us um, from Savannah, Georgia. Is Tamika Williams? Welcome, Miss Tamika. Thank you. Thank you so much. Tamika and her husband pastor a church in Savannah, Georgia, and she's also a history teacher. So she is just teaching people probably seven days a week. And I met her a few years, probably seven or eight years ago at an art conference. And really, I saw her from across the room. I was just like, this woman is just outstanding. And not only do I love style, but she was tall and thin. And just the way, Tamika, that you carried yourself was just so impressive. And so I made my way over there to talk to you. And um, we just hit it off from the beginning, wouldn't you say? We did. I felt the same way about you. I was looking... And I was like, who is this beautiful, tall, godly woman with all of this thick, pretty hair? I can remember that. And your, you and uh, Pastor Breland just complimented each other. I watch. I'm, I'm an observer. I learn through observation. Mm-hmm. And I saw that. I was like, she is a godly woman. Like, I need to I need to know her. And it was. It was instant. I rem- And I have never forgotten you. Always looked for you during the art conference. I just would always look for the tallest woman yep. who was about my height in the That's room. Right. That's <laughs> right. That's well right. dressed as well. And so I think we are sisters uh, with different, what they say, sisters of a different mother, but of the same father. That is right. We yeah. we knew it from the beginning, too, didn't we? we? Did. we so did. Pastor Tamika and Teacher Tamika, all those things. Tell us a little bit about um, just a little bit about your life before we jump into uh, some other stories. Well, of course, um, Pastor Tracy, I am a, uh, of course, a pastor. And we do have a thriving church. People always ask, like, well, why do you teach? Why are you teaching? Well, I went to school all those years, got a master's um, to teach. And I wanted to make sure that I honored the all the gifts that God had given me. And then, of course, the time that I did take to go get the education for it. And so I wanted to um, put my gifts into the to work I wanted to make sure and I was passionate I was always passionate about history just I could lose myself in history and so um, I was like well you know what let me let me do this let me try this out and so with my you know my husband blessed it he was like of course go on and when he saw me operating and you know seeing me in my just my graduate regalia he was like you know what you need to pursue as much education as you feel like God wants you to get. So I've thought about getting a doctorate degree recently, just kind of praying that through. Um, Our family consists of, our children are older now. Our youngest is, we have three kids, uh, two girls and a boy. Our our son is the oldest. We have a grandbaby because our son did get married early. And of course, him and his wife did have a, a child. What's so funny is that I know uh, you, one of your daughters, I think it's Kara. Is it her name? Kara? Caroline? Your daughter, your last daughter, I think is your daughter. Um, 
she's special needs. Is uh -huh. that correct? Yeah, I have, okay, just, I have five, and then actually she's the second one. But, <laughs> okay, she's the second. But they all I don't came know so why fast. I always think she's um, the youngest. But, well, um, it's confusing because they all came within five years. So okay, <laughs> you can, we get their ages mixed up. So, yeah, Caroline was born with special needs. Okay, we, our grandson is special needs. He's okay. on the, autism, um, okay. the autistic spectrum, and so we're watching that process play out. I'm learning all over again right. about uh, education as far as that is pertaining to him. And so, you right. know, we have a daughter that's in college and then we also have our youngest daughter who is 16. Actually, she's getting prepared to graduate and go to college. And so we're, oh, we're wow. like empty, about to be like empty mm -hmm. nester. So I can feel the transition and that's pretty much what my life looks like right now. Just, you know, trying well, to make is sure. A, that is a busy life. And uh, the beauty of having children, and I say all kinds of children, but all children are different. But God just gives us the grace, and He just enlarges our heart and our minds as we experience all these different situations as our family grows. And so I know that uh, I need to send you a book. I wrote a book called Finding a Treasure that is the things and the principles that God helped me with after I had Caroline. And uh, I just saw and felt God walk so closely with me and taught me how to teach this child. And so I'll send you one. I, I think it will help you with your grandson because God has all the answers. And he's a very good teacher. The Holy Spirit's a very good teacher. So I know you're a busy, busy woman and... Um, you're just doing good all all uh, every day of the week. But I had yesterday, I was just going through my podcast, and I was actually have one scheduled, and uh, something happened. And I was like, I've been wanting to interview Pastor Tamika, and I, you, I was watching your Instagrams. And um, if anyone would like to follow her, uh, it's Tamika Williams, right? And that's that's correct. And so mm -hmm. she just teaches, and it, it she will help you grow in every part of your life. So I was watching one, and it was the one about Madam C.J. Walker, and it was cracking me up because you were in a, <laughs> a, a salon chair, and when you said I had all this big hair— I am all about the hair. And um, so it just, so I got looking more about um, Madam C.J. Walker's life. And I was like, oh my gosh, a woman after my own heart. Yes. Uh, you know, she was all about the hair and she was all about training women. So being the history teacher, if you put your history teacher hat on, would you mind sharing with us about this beautiful African-American success story that we know as Madam C.J. Walker? Absolutely. So, of course, yes, she is Madam C.J. Walker. I love her name. Like it was so befitting for where she was going to go, the purpose that was on right. her life. She was born to right after the Civil War. So you got to imagine right after the Civil War, you have um, the president probably is most likely at that time is um, Abraham Lincoln, one of my favorite presidents of all time in history. He, he really is. Mm -hmm. But her parents were s former slaves. So right. you, 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 you have this Emancipation Proclamation that has been given, and then you have her parents being, you know, they are freed, but they don't have anywhere to go because they don't have education. They're former slaves. So when you see mm -hmm. this word sharecroppers a lot, right? you got to always remember that is a slave that had 
no other options. So they decided to make a decision to still work in the field, but at this point they would get some type of percentage. So you go from being um, basically a slave to a sharecropper because you had no options. And so her parents are living, she's, she's being born in this and her parents die when she's like, she becomes an orphan at the age of seven. So she moves in with her older sister at this time, she is, they, they both are like under some hard conditions because the sister, the brother-in-law is very abusive. And so she leaves, she gets married at like 14. She marries to get out of the situation. Right, right. And from that marriage, she has a daughter, uh, Layla. And Layla, and they called her Alila. Um, later on, she changes her name, but they are, they are poor but Tracy, yeah. they are like dirt right. poor because right. they are. She's a woman. She's a single mm-hmm. mama. She's wow. a single mama. She's a black woman, mm-hmm. and she has no parents. So all every oh. just imagine everything yeah. that is down. It is down, and it's down bad. Mm-hmm. She is seeking a way out of poverty. So she moves to St. Louis, Missouri. Okay, she moves to St. Right. Louis, Missouri. She starts working as like a cook and like in housekeeping or domestic work. And now she joins the African Methodist Episcopal Church. And she, you know, she starts meeting in these these more educated blacks and she starts to get inspired by them. See, and wow. we now we know what environment you're around can right. either build you or drain you. So she's around right. these different kind of black people because they're up north. That was mm-hmm. the difference between southern right. blacks and northern blacks. And so right. she she gets there. She does get married again, but that relationship is is not one that is sustained. So she divorces and she's struggling financially. She's facing hair loss. Listen at this now. Oh, yeah. She's losing her hair. She's physically tired. She's just everything, stress, everything. It was just horrible for her. But she meets this woman. Now, Annie, Annie Turbo Malone, Annie Turbo Malone. She is the one who started the product. Right. And so she joins Malone's team. She works with her for a while. So Walker, CJ moves to Denver, Colorado. Again, she gets married to this guy named Joseph Walker. His name mm-hmm. is Charles Joseph Walker. So she renames herself. She changes her name to that's Madam awesome. CJ. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> that's awesome. And she has a dollar and 25 cents. One dollar. Wow. And 25 cents and she launches her own product. What she did was took some of what Andy had and she mixed it with a different kind of ingredient. Mm -hmm. And that's what was a little different about her product versus Annie's product. She starts selling it. She calls it the Madam Walker's Wonderful Hair Grower. Mm -hmm. She and her husband, they start advertising, establishing a mail order business. Her actual business picks up. Her hair actually starts growing. She uses oh. the product. Her hair grows from this. Wow. And now people are seeing her hair. And you've got to understand that women coming, black women coming out of that slavery or during that time, we didn't have like most of the time, if they are full African descent, that hair is a little different. Right. It's harder to right. tame. 
So hair and, and, and looking pretty was something that was definitely one that will build the esteem. It built the right. soul of a black woman. It just built right. the soul. Mm -hmm. And so I think that has followed us even now to this generation. Black women will not get their hair. We will not. We do not like to get our hair wet. We will not want to get in water. <laughs> if I have, no, seriously, like it is, it's just a different or. And even as I understood her story, I said, that's where that comes from, Lord. I was right. like, why is that such a big thing for us? The, our hair. And I mm -hmm. said, I get it. It was just a right. mindset mm -hmm. that was passed down generationally. But Madam C.J. Walker, she she starts selling. She starts getting other women. She creates a business model. She creates a business model where kind of like what we would say is more like uh, Mary Kay. Like if a multi-level marketing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. like it, it has that kind of model awesome. feel yeah. to it. And so she like she has licensed sales agents. They are agents that go out and they make commissions. Same model. Almost right. I right. would say same, but I would tell you it's it is closely aligned with just the Mary. Yeah. Yes, mm -hmm. back brilliant. in that time. Mm -hmm. And she ends up with like over 40,000 African-American women in sales. Isn't she even starts awesome? selling. Isn't that amazing? Yes, yes, yes. That is amazing. Yeah. She sells in Central America. Mm -hmm. She has sales that are going to the Caribbeans. And she also founded the National Negro Cosmetic Cosmetics Manufacturers Association in 1917. So her business grew right. rapidly. She had like sales over $500,000 in just in the final year of her life. Right. So her total worth, it topped over $1 million. Eventually, of course, she buys a mansion in Irvington, New York. Wow. And um, she had properties, Tracy. She had properties yeah. in Harlem, Chicago, wow. Pittsburgh, and St. Louis. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I heard one of the first uh, little maybe plays or something written about her was called $2 and a Dream. And I thought, you know, a dream, but also so much uh, intelligence. And mm -hmm. to put that in place, I mean, I read that. The, she had the first national gathering of women entrepreneurs. Yes, so, she did. And literally, even in that era, it doesn't matter even what color you were, women weren't necessarily entrepreneurs. And so she was just like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. And I know it's good. And it just, it just multiplied. And so I was like, how impressive this woman. I would have loved to have known her. And I'm glad people are sharing her stories now. But um, it's, just, it's just unbelievable. Yes. It, I mean, like, it, it, it is mind blowing that she had that amount of success in that time. And yeah. you're right. Just women in general did like, not have a voice, no, like, no. let alone to become a millionaire. Like, that, right. that, that, it had to be God on that. Because it did. And just all odds. I love stories when all odds are against them. And I know it's good to hear, but it's really hard to live. But when you look at, I mean, literally all the odds kept stacking against her, yep. and yet she made it and didn't just survive, but literally helped all those thousands of women that she employed, that helped them. 
It helped them. Yes, yeah. it did. And so yeah. I was thinking today when I was just thinking over it and looking at her story, I thought women help women and they also leave legacies because the fact that she left it then to her daughter mm-hmm. and then it was her great, great granddaughter that now as when I was looking at her the other day, I didn't even know there was a TV miniseries coming out called Self Made. Mm-hmm. But then it was her great, great granddaughter that did that. And so I thought there was something so strong within her whole soul that it got on everybody. And the whole heart of Sisterhood Speaks is that we would hear inspiring stories of other women and we would realize we have no excuse. Exactly. You know, exactly. We, if there is a dream in our heart, we can't say, well, I only have $2. Uh, I teach a single mom's group last year and just was so impressed with these women that just did it all. And so like you pointed out, she was a single mom really when she started this. Mm -hmm. And so it's just so encouraging. I just got so excited about it yesterday and um, even this morning when I knew that you would share the story so wonderful. But I love it. Is there anything else you would like to share about her? You know, she is known for some of her quotes, like her personality. It's like You ever just know somebody that is quick witted? Like she was brilliant. She was just so quick witted. Mm -hmm. She would say things like this: "I am a woman who came from the cotton fields of the South. For there, I was promoted to the wash tub. From there, I was promoted to the cook kitchen, and from there, I promoted myself into the business of manufacturing." Hair goods and preparation. Look how she saw life. I love it. She says, I I, I am a woman from the cotton fields, and from there I was promoted. From there I was promoted. But then I made a decision to promote myself. And you know, when we when we look at the scope of her stories, and I I try to tell women and just and kids, young people all the time, you have a gift. You've been you were packaged up here. You were when you were being packaged and shipped down. I say it that way to them so they can understand that you were packaged with a gift. Right. We were packaged with Mm -hmm. a gift Mm -hmm. and we needed to open it. And she opened her gift right during the time that, you know, society, the way that it was, would tell you, no, your gift is not going to make room for you. Her gift made room for her and for others for generations. She changed a lot of women's lives. Like, can you imagine other women who possibly would have stayed in uh, maybe abusive marriages right, right. because because as a woman, they mm-hmm. knew probably they needed that husband's income. Right. But if I'm selling hair and I'm able to empower myself, right. then maybe I, it gives me enough courage to leave and take my children with me. You know, just to think about those kind of things, because we know biblically there is nothing new under the sun. That's scripture tells us nothing new that things that maybe Miss Walker went through that some woman or some women may be facing today. She would say things like this, Tracy. This is the greatest country under the sun. Listen at this. Listen at this. This is the greatest country under the sun. But we not we must not let our love of country, our patriotic loyalty, cause us to abate one whit in our protest against wrong and injustice. She was even a freedom fighter. Right. right. She used what she had to even speak up. But, you know, she was a dying 
dynamic woman in in all aspects of her life. She was definitely a strong entrepreneur and something in her. She had a get up and go about her. She had a a resolve that, Mm -hmm. you know what, this is where I am, but this is not where I will stay. I love it. I love it. And you, it is, I love people when they study the Proverbs 31 woman and, and they're like, we can't do all those things, but over a lifetime, you can do a lot if you you don't waste a lot. But one of my favorite, you know, pieces of that Proverbs 31 is she speaks up for those who can't speak for themselves. And so, you know, being a voice uh, for God and being a voice for righteousness and justice is really part of all of our calling. And um, yeah, I didn't know that about her, but I love that even more. So it's when you've been placed in a place, then you have to speak up. And I know it takes her, took her a while to get there. And um, it can take all of us a while, but it is part of our calling to speak up. But I love that what you said, we've each been given a gift I was telling a group of young people the other day, too, I said, you know, there for a while people would tell kindergartners and first graders, and I taught third grade, you can do anything, you can do anything. And I told the kids, I said, that's actually a lie. You can't. You can do that thing. You can do the one thing. You know, basically what you explain as a gift, you can do the one thing that you've been given to do. And if you find that thing... You'll do really well at it because I, I mean, love that, Tracy. Yes, I do too. So it's like you started out this this whole thing saying, "Oh, you loved my hair or whatever," and thank you for that compliment. <laughs> but you know, she could have thought, "A hair? This is not a big deal. This isn't life changing." But the Bible says a woman's glory is her hair. Is her hair? Yeah, it is her hair. And yes. so she took that gift and ran with it. And the fact that she promoted herself, she did. We as, as Christian women, sometimes we feel like that we have to hide. And the more hidden and more humble we are, the more holy we are. Right. And, you know, it's okay that if you've been given a gift, you use it to glorify God. And so in a way, you self-promote. And uh, that's how you're going to thrive and succeed. And God's okay with that. He's given us that glory. And it doesn't take away from His glory. He actually shines all the brighter. And so I love that you said she finally she finally just promoted herself. I love that. She wrote that. Those were her her quotes. Like she, I mean, just the things that she would say. One night she she wrote this. She said, One night I had a dream. And in that dream, a big black man appeared to me and told me what to mix up for my hair. I made up my mind and I will begin to sell it. She had a dream. Wow. Can, can you imagine wow. whatever was on her mind, yeah. the stress level that she was carrying in her soul, right. that, that she actually had a vision through a dream about what to mix up. That, I, that was a God I dream. Absolutely, that was a God dream dream. That was a God dream. That was a God dream. All good things. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father. And like you said, we all have the same Father. And I was looking up online before uh, we were talking, you can still buy some of her hair products. And I was like, I can't wait. I can't wait. This is so awesome. I'm all about it. And you girls will have to be all about it too. Um, Pastor Tamika, Teacher Tamika, thank you so much. Absolutely. I just, I, I'm loving that you got to speak to our sisterhood and I love to get to hear your voice and to, and to have you share this story so beautifully. And I hope that my girls can meet you someday, but, um, 
<laughs> Thank you so much. Any one it's last word? Pleasure. No, no. I am so honored. Um, thank you so much, Pastor Tracy. And to your sisterhood, you know, I would love to meet you ladies too. We we will make that happen. I'll come and come to Mobile and hang out with you all. But you know what? Remember, you do have a dream. You've been given something by God and it is it is your responsibility. You're, one of the ways that we do worship him is that we open up what he's given us and take the journey with him to see what it will become. I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your journey, your story, and the story from the past. It just encourages us all to um, aim higher and live life larger. Thank you so thank much, and I'll be hearing you. from you. All right. Take care. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to subscribe so you'll get new episodes right when they're available. And for updates on the podcast, you can like us on Facebook at South Coast Church Sisterhood and follow us on Instagram at South Coast Sisterhood.